Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by John McKenna. Hi, everybody. And Steve Zek. Hello. Today we will be discussing episodes 7 and 8 of DC Superhero Girls, hashtag Burrito Bucket and hashtag Meet the Cheetah. We will be talking spoilers of everything that has aired up to this point. But before we do, you can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated. Uh, yeah, OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. You can find us on Spotify, which is a new way to listen to us. Or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. All right, guys, what are your general thoughts on these two episodes? John. It's a shame we're going into the hiatus with what I think are the, is the weakest two-episode block of the show. Uh, not to say that these were bad episodes. They were fine. It's just that they felt more ordinary. It was good to see – in Burrito Bucket, it was good to see uh, Bar- Barbara Gordon on her, on her own. I did I do think that she – she's funny, but it's better to have her have characters bounce, bounce off her. Meet the Cheetah was an improvement. We have – we actually have a villain for a change, which is actually kind of nice. And that does seem like it has a lot of long-term potential. And also it's a good look at stu- uh, students outside of the core superhero group for a change. It's fine. I didn't mind these episodes at all. I don't, I, but I wouldn't say these were the strongest of the eight we've so far seen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Steve, what about you? Uh, kind of agree, John. Um, I think, I think Demita Cheeto is better then um the other one the Dorito what's name it yeah burrito bucket yeah but hey burrito buckets had its moments um i did like the old the bank robbers like disguises um we had one bojack horseman as a bank robber yes (laughs) i didn't notice that (laughs) and um but i still that episode did sort of continue what we talked about last podcast of why don't they call for backup but but meet the cheetah. I really think that's sort of a step up. Um, it's interesting. We actually have the whole team back together. I didn't think we would get that yet. I thought this would just. I thought for sure. I thought we would continue just having these so-called solo or at least duo episodes before we brought the whole team back. That's a nice surprise. And 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 cheetah. She's a very interesting villain. I actually do take her somewhat seriously. And. Yeah, and I love the whole nickname Barbie. It's like a little play on Mattel, so I'm sure Mattel approved of that. So, <laughs> and I'm sure I know he has. Seen, I don't know if you've seen the show yet, but I'm sure Barbie is probably one of is already Dylan's fave. <laughs> but I don't know. I think Zatanna still is always going to yeah. be his fave. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> I kind of agree with you guys. I think Burrito Bucket is the weakest episode of the bunch. So I agree with you that to, it 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 kind of dragged things down. But I do think Meet the Cheeto was pretty strong. So it's this kind of – it's like this weird um, kind of uh, mashup. Like, at le- like I'm thinking of this as at least Burrito Bucket wasn't paired with Hate Triangle. Because if that had been a podcast, I would have been very disappointed. Oh. So at least the the the, the show w- had was aware enough to know that they couldn't pair those two together. Um But yeah, I agree. It was it's 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 a mixed bag. I well I'll well I'll get more into Burrito Bucket and why I don't like it in a bit, but I was mm-hmm. very impressed with Meet the Cheetah and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, but let's start with with the 
negative, which is this burrito <laughs> bucket nonsense. Um, <laughs> I just wanted mini rant. Just just a mini rant, I promise. But Okay. Go ahead. I just don't like when shows and I this this is the this is the episode that reminded me why I was so negative about that short that happened before Teen Titans Go, the movie. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Teen Titans Go, the movie. They played this sh- a short of like of Babs and stuff, mm-hmm. and I guess that was like a little taste of what was to come. And I remember being so angry. I was so upset because I hate that type of humor that kind of dumbs down a character for the sake of humor mm. and for the sake of hijinks. And me, who loves Barbara Gordon and knows how capable she is, the that was like my first introduction to this interpretation, and I was not happy. Mm. So, and this episode is this burrito bucket episode is basically that. It's just a solo look at Babs not being. The Babs, that's so great. Like, I am I understand having to allow a character to, to kind of de- regress from her, like, form in, like, the DC canon to, you know, show some growth and whatever. But, you know, they just literally made her so inept and so, like, I prefer humor where it's like, yeah, someone can be wacky, someone can be funny, but that doesn't take away from their ability to get the job done. And I'm not saying, and, you know, the very... The very story was very is like it's it's kind of cliche. It's kind of behind the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole like oh like I don't know. I just running back and forth between things. It just wasn't mm-hmm. very uh, for me. It wasn't great. The execution of the very story because the story itself was cliche, and then the way they portrayed Babs, I felt was an insult to the character. Um, but what did you guys think of oh. that interpretation of her? Um, of like oh we've seen her, but what do you think of this kind of just? Her at her most extreme because it's only her on the show. Um, well, it's well, she had to go back and forth. It's not like she has like five superhero friends that could have done the job for her. Oh, wait, she does have them. Like, why didn't she call them just to take care of these bank robbers for her? I mean, again, what we talked about last podcast, uh, she called the Flash. I mean, well, Flash. maybe my thing oh! is <laughs> he'll say that every one of us except I, he got caught. Yeah, <laughs> but see, here's you know, my my thing for the Flash. It's like it's fine. I, like I was just glad she called someone. Yeah, like, I know, with, I know. With but and a, like with me, at least with the give Flash, us a reason like, why the others aren't available. Just say like, right. just tell us. Right, like you hear, like it's so early on in the show. You could like you know you want to show as many of these characters as possible of the main core cast. Why are you throwing in the Flash when you can throw in anyone else? I understand and, that sentiment, but also like rationalizing like maybe she wanted someone who can get there quick. And yeah. instead of calling Bumblebee, which we would have loved, she would just be like, hey, Flash, I know you can get here in like a second. Can well, Supergirl could have come. come. It's just as fast. Yeah, and right. The, super, and, the Superman slash Supergirl problem, yeah, which and, they, could, and, they could have done it. And again, this continues from like the uh, hate triangle in terms of they just taking shots at poor Aqualad slash Gar. I mean, again, what do they have against this kid? Have they established what? that the two are the same person? I don't. They, they are. No, I mean they, they haven't in the actual show. So like, not the shorts don't count because you can't expect people to watch but, the but shorts. Comic this book, isn't Star Wars where you have a rabbit fan base that's but, like we'll, we'll but, read everything. But and in we'll the comic everything. book, that's his actual name. In the comics, it's Garth. So it should be knowledge, common knowledge. Uh, again, you can't assume really. that, especially with this with this group of. Uh, okay. He, Al- sorry, Alcolad is Alcolad is not um, as He's well not- known as say Wonder Woman, and I think it's fair that people don't know that. Right. 
Um, now, now, I'm, now I'm starting to wonder, like, who would win in a race, Supergirl or Flash? Now I kind of want to figure that out. Oh, that'd be great. That's, so- a common, that's a common thing you often see, like, oh, whenever man. Superman and the Flash or Supergirl and the Flash are on screen. I think you see that in the in the Arrowverse, the CW shows. Like, oh, they've, think- they've done, like, a play on that. But um, Oh, man. You just, yes, it reminded me of this great race when uh-oh, Kid Flash had a race against Miss and Manos in the uh, Teen Titans comic book. I That was awesome. But um, uh, this is to have a yeah. race episode. Yeah, but um, but yeah, actually, Beatrice, I do agree. I do. <laughs> I didn't necessarily. I don't necessarily think that Bar- uh, that Babs was necessarily dumbed down, but I do think that her exuberance yeah. here was not as well used as it was in, say, the first episode when right. she had more straight characters to play off. Here we just have uh, oh, Shane Shane O'Shaughnessy, who yeah. I, th- I I thought was a bit too much of a stuffed shirt to be an effective foil, and also bit- yet, and also I do think that yes. Uh, yeah, it is a very it is a very cliched episode. It's a, two, it's a two places at once. It's you know two places at once. She has to save the Bank of Bula, which it I think is an offshoot of the Federal Reserve of De Niro, which is also the <laughs> fir- the the first federated cash of dough. I don't know. I could go on um, with that. I'm, I've got seven. I'm going to, I'm going to give yeah. Babs at least an excuse or a break. One thing I think that um, her boss may put so much stress on her that she wasn't thinking straight. So it's like what. But what stress? There's no customers, and she just yeah. has to stay within her break time, which is yeah. which should not be too difficult, except that she's constantly on a sugar high. In which case, yeah, it yeah, could be a little just, more chill. Yeah. It could and be I a little mean, more chill. You know, I feel like if if say. You know, and it's not like they didn't establish this because, like, in that for in like Sweet Justice, they like uh, Diana said that she's she does she's not focused. So it has been established. I just think you're right. There, you're right, John. They could have created much more of. They could have made something that I don't know. They could have challenged her a bit more. They could have made it maybe the villains, oh, maybe the, I, the 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 setting, oh, the the, the, just the whole thing. They just could have oh. they could have set it up a little bit better. And, and else, I would have done. Oh. John, you want to go first? I was going to say also, it doesn't help also that, that the robbers are all idiots. Because, oh, right. Because well, it's like, yeah, it's like you know, you're, you're robbing a bank. It shouldn't take you three hours to rob a bank. You should be able to get in, get out. And two, you rob a bank. Then you cross the street to a Mexican restaurant and rob that. Are you mental? Yeah. Um, and I think, um, I think for me, like, the biggest thing as well is that Babs would, like, here's what's, like, kind of crazy. Like, and it doesn't matter how much... Um, um, experience she has. It doesn't matter how much experience Bab has in any iteration of this character. If she sees people in danger, she would not leave. Um, like she wouldn't. Uh, That's like that goes against. She just wouldn't do that. Especially um, well, like if anything, I would have found it more interesting if, say, she did get fired like early on because she was doing it, and then some drama, some hijinks happens in the post in post that where. You know, whatever. Like, I just, I just find the whole like, oh, I don't want to get fired, but whatever. It's just, I just found it very silly, and I think you could do something less. Like, I don't know. I just find that the show had been has been doing a good job of not going too much into the silliness, um, and this was full on silly. And oh. I think Babs deserves better than silly. Um, silly. I mean, silly is fine. It's just like you know, it should be silly within the framework of at least. Res- uh, reasonableness and realism and this right. this this sort of felt like you know like you know this sort of felt I, I sort of the one criticism I had of this show so far is like you know it does play to a younger audience which I don't necessarily mind because you know Cartoon Network has to appeal to all age groups and that's fine this I feel like was an episode meant for them and for older for older viewers it probably would have fallen a little bit flat uh, so I don't what? mind in that case but you know 
you can be, I think, more manageably silly. Right, um, right. Yeah, I'm ugh, trying to say, um, well, I, I could have improved it just at least a little. And as much as I like the idea of a boat Jack Horseman bank robber, how about instead of them, the bank robber was, say, Catwoman or that some villain. That would have been like, really you know, cool. Yeah, and, yeah, especially since... Batgirl and Catwoman, they do got this history in the comics. They're sort of like their nemesis. I mean, especially if you're going by the Eartha Kid Catwoman, you know, in uh, and she was sort of Batgirl's nemesis b- back in season three of the live action show. So could have been something. That would have been perfect. That w- just if maybe if they had made a better villain, someone to play off her, maybe to yeah, that would have been really cool. Bring Harley back. Make Harley be the one to steal. Yeah. And then it, that mm. would have been great. I mean, I'm not saying that you should, like, bring Harley back for – well, I personally am saying bring Harley back for every reason possible. But, but oh, also, yeah, that's like, you what... know, just if you, had, if you had taken any kind of villain or any kind of interesting villain and suddenly made it seem like – I guess I, th- I think the just biggest thing is – someone that's not a normal guy, just a normal dude. Just, no, no, but know. I just think – I think it's that – the I think my big issue is – because I think Babs was the only character that mattered in that entire episode. Except for the Flash, but he was only there for a flash of a second. So <laughs> he so I think had they incorporated maybe a villain that we know from the comics, whoever that may be, um, that might have been a little bit better into giving someone to play her off her more than these characters that we know don't matter, essentially. Um, and um, one thing, my jury's still out on Babs is until we get an episode with Harley in it. I want to see how they play off each other because I think that could be great. Yeah, I, I know. It's like, I mean, I, I get having a more prominent villain, but also do I really want to see Harley Quinn rob a bank? I feel like that's beneath her almost. I mean, it's beneath Babs to do this, what, so she, it's fair what, to have what, what, Harley do something that's beneath her, too. Well, she's just a teenage girl in this universe, just a normal teenage girl, so I think she's moving her, she's building towards maybe something higher than that. I think this would work for the Harley Quinn we kind of established in the pilot. Right, right. Well, well okay, so in an ideal world, what would you, do you think that, that moving forward, that we need uh, an episode. Whenever we have a Babs focus episode, can she carry an episode on her own? Like, is it possible for this interpretation of Babs with this type of personality? Is it, would it work? Or do we need another character in there that matters and could also like maybe be the character that kind of makes it manageable for an older audience? Not necessarily uh, getting rid of the silly, but kind of temper it a little bit. Uh, I think I think she could like carry it an episode yes as the solo hero but she needs a good good villain character to play off of it can't just be just generic bank robbers right i don't i don't think it's necessarily she needs a good villain to play off of i think she needs a good sort of straight side character to play off of really the villains i don't think necessarily matter i'm not expect again i'm still not expecting uh big name villains to pop around at this juncture of the show but i do think that you know, she has just a big ball of energy, and I think when you get her alone for, like, maybe 10 minutes, it can get a little bit grating and a little bit annoying because it's the same. It's just constantly, you know, just constantly gung-ho and all that, and I do think that if there's a side character or someone, you know, to balance it out, it you would serve – it, it, it serves her a lot better. It could still yeah. be focused on her, but, you know, that I think just having, I don't know, maybe, like, Diana or – Kara or someone even Bumblebee. I could, think we could need someone good. who's actually very chill, who's very calm, or someone who's just uh, takes things very seriously. To Diana, right. her, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, all right. Well, is there anything else you want to mention about Burrito Bucket? 
besides who eats, who eats a giant bucket of burritos i don't know i don't know i will say i really do like the fact that the only people who work in burrito bucket are white people <laughs> like I, I really like that little detail because it's like it the, the place itself is so stereotypical but then it's like no yeah but it's only white people who do it. So I feel like it's like the equivalent of Chipotle where it's not actually well, like legit. I, I'd, I'd say like Taco I, I compared it to Taco Bell. Yeah, like Taco Bell or something where it's, um, like, wanna... it's not actually like legit. Um, so let's move on to hashtag meet the cheetah. Which Yay! I think is a really, really great episode. This is what I, I think what I love is that it kind of, especially after these string of episodes that – were focused on specific characters it, this kind of reminded me that this is like a really solid team dynamic we have going on here like i love when the show proves that this is a fun team to be around whenever it is that they're solving things and what's crazy is they're not even the main focus of the episode yet they still provided this like great kind of levity and charm to the episode that made it seem more they kept it more lighthearted than it could have been because it could have gone pretty dark Mm-hmm. Um, but what did you guys think of like the team? It's back together. Oh, I think it's great to have a team back together because it was very unexpected because I, I thought we were just following a pattern. We're going to use these solo episodes, these spotlight episodes to these characters, and they just brought the team back before they were done with these spotlight episodes. So it keeps you on your toes. And right. I do think, yo, know, we actually got a real villain here, Cheetah. I don't really know much about her in the comics. I do know she was great in the previous DC Superhero Girls show, and it's kind of interesting though she she has she has a very um, I'm almost say completely sympathetic backstory, but I kind of understand her plight. I understand where she's coming from, even though I'm not like a rich like a wealthy girl or anything. I'm not a spoiled princess, but I still can understand her frustration. But I also understand maybe um I just. Understand though, well, sometimes she could be her worst enemy because she tried to curse someone. She got herself cursed. But the thing I don't understand though is why did she admit that or lie about she unleashed a monster, but she is the monster. She's, it, but that's why all right. She lied? Because she she still is after Diana. I know, but why didn't she say to pretend that she had nothing to do with it? Why did she at least at least even say anything at all? Why because she, just... she didn't want Diana to think she was even connected to it remotely. I know. Why? That's what I'm saying. Why didn't she say some monster attacked me? Don't say I unleashed it. I mean, uh, she probably. I mean, I don't think she said. Did guilt, she say I remorse? Unleashed? Yeah, yeah I she know. feels remorse, or she just goes like, "I'm so sorry. I unleashed this," and then. I don't know. Like, there could be a million reasons. I think the I think um, Diana's um, good nature and um, uh, hopefulness is what's going to be her undoing with Cheetah. Um, you know, funny, though, if also she also has a bit of a rivalry with the uh, Bat Bat Girl because they have the same name. Can we look no, territory? No, I don't there? think they Barbie have a rivalry. And Babs, uh, no, her know. name is actually Barbara. Minerva. I know, that's... I know it is, but I don't think that's enough for a rivalry. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> you can share a name with someone, and that's not a rivalry. Um, but Steve, yeah, Steve, Steve has a rivalry with every Steve in the world. So I see, I see. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I got Steve um, at work. So <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So okay, so do you guys are you guys happy that this wasn't? a Diana focused episode? Like, did you, do you think like, it's a good, like, I think it's a great thing that we saw the team together, but, um, do do you wish that I had been more Diana focused because we were doing these kind of character focused episodes? Um, 
I think this is a dynamic that suits this show the best, where it's the where you have the ensemble, and I do think that the when it comes to the team, the whole right now is greater than the sum of their parts, which is right. it's a good thing. But I also like the fact that it is still a Diana focused episode, but they're playing, but everyone else is playing a backup role, and I think that suits the and I think it suits the team extremely well uh, because it's still focused on Diana, but they're but everyone's there to help out and be introduced, and I think that I think that made Diana. I think that elevated Diane a little bit, and also it also it keeps everybody sort of balanced and can play off each other very well. And I do I do like the fact that they worked as a team. I thought the focus on Diana was enough. I think we established a little bit more about her character. Wow. She is really we you know she's ultra smart. She's ultra athletic. She is understanding. She's not the kind of person you'd expect to garner a rival. If she's only garnering rival because she's not. Um, trying. She's not- the thing, though, I agree a bit that it's like a diner focus. If anything, it's more um, Barbie focused. It's yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like, I don't think it, it is a Diana focus episode. Is what's that's what's interesting. It's like I think she's a, very much a supporting character. I think, like ha- the first half of the episode was a like a cheetah episode focused yeah. on Barbie, and then second half was focused on the team as a whole. Right, but Diane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I- but but you know what it is though. If the focus is on Barbie, then I think it actually was a really good focus on her, and it's a good episode because of that. Because now we actually have a recognizable, possibly recurring villain right. in this world, and somebody that you know you can ha- bring in. You know, maybe every four, five, six episodes to you know to you know cause havoc. And now we got a bit of a, a hero versus villain dynamic, which we, we're going to get eventually. But it's nice that it's. We get a start um, like this where it is we, a, it, where it blends the school life well, as well as the superhero life. But she's not the right. first though. Um, we had uh, Lena Luther. Yeah, but she's first. she's a kid. She's not even yeah. in their like school life. I yeah. think I agree. And I yeah. for also and this is I think the reason why I like Cheetah so much and I like this introduction of her is because I can actually take her seriously. Like Lena, I couldn't take seriously. Yeah. I was like, you're you're a kid. I. What are you doing? Can Luther do something? Lex Luther do something? And there was layers to her character. There's, I mean, there uh, what yeah, layers, layers were there? She was Somewhat. like, uh, like this I, show, it was. No, I don't think so. Che- I feel like Cheetah had more layers than than Lena. No, I'm um, talking about Cheetah. I'm talking about her, Cheetah. She had more layers. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I was gonna say like Lena has layers. I don't think so. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, but, she um, felt like a person. She felt like a complete character to me, right. not just like a complete cartoon character. Like, uh, like uh, um, Star Sapphire. Actually, even though I liked her, she did feel just just very like one dimensional, like a gag right. character. Right, right, totally. Um, I will say I also really enjoyed how the show the show kind of dealt with its Supergirl problem because that's something that it it like any show that has like a very powerful character they have to. It's like, you know, with the X-Men, the first, like, 10 minutes of any X-Men story have to be, how do we knock out Professor X? Well, same with Superman. In the first, any Justice League story, it's like, how do we knock out Superman so that we can actually tell a story that he won't magically fix? Well, in this, Supergirl got hit by who else but Zatanna. And... Well, I'm sure you like that. I just think it, it they handled it well. I think it's yeah. like, obviously, she had to, she, they had to deal with her because they couldn't just, like... I mean, that's the thing with someone that's super strong. You have to kind of, like, knock them out or something so that there can actually be a story. Mm-hmm. I think they did that pretty well. Um, but more importantly, what did you guys think of the transformation sequence? Transformation they had a, sequence? They had a transformation sequence like any other magical girl show. Oh. They had the the whole, like, 
You know, the oh, team like just kind of spins around. They all change into their clothes. And at the end, they have this like amazing ending pose. What did you think? I uh, I think it's cool. Um, eh, I don't know what to say. I kind of don't really remember much of it. I just remember the, a lot of the good plot of the episode. But I'm cool with that. They're going to have, have transformation sequences. Especially maybe become sort of a gag. Like, hopefully not reuse animation every week. So, yeah. but I do like to so one day to make it like make sort of a gag though when they transform. Maybe like a villain actually attacks them or something to show whether or not time is freezing when they're doing their transformations. Uh, yeah, that that could be a fun gag. That could be a good gag for like you know to I remember like, fun at these. Yeah, transformations. I saw. Uh, yeah, I saw. I don't know Dragon Ball Super does some similar gag when someone attacks someone when doing transformation sequence. So. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Service, it was serviceable. Pads of good color, good color, good fast pace. Yeah, good job. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see it again, but I was like, oh, I like this little nod to transformation sequences. Um, Very impressive. Highly original. Don't do it again. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's not highly original. It's just like, oh, this was nice. This was fun. We don't need to see it again. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I only allow a show one transformation sequence in its entire run. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so was, what were your, like, favorite, what was, like, your favorite moment of, like, these two episodes? Is, or of Meet the Cheetah, just specifically? Like, is there a particular thing that stands out to you that, or any interaction, any line of dialogue, anything in particular you're, Oh, like, I, I love how, how Barbara tried to use her great detective skills. She figured out exactly yeah. who, like, the villain was, and she's like, it's probably some person who has, like, some terrible, like, a spoiled childhood and neglected parents and whatnot. I I don't remember exactly what she said, but I loved it. Yeah, like I, that's the type of Babs I want to see, where it's like, or like for instance, when she when it, back with Sweet Justice, when she did a similar thing where she basically cracked it, but no one believed her. Well, the similar thing with here, where it's like. I would like if people don't take her seriously because of her personality, but then her still proving like, no, but I do know my stuff. Like, see, like, I do know what I'm doing. She's a master detective. Exactly. So that's why I'm like that. I really did enjoy that moment, especially coming in after Burrito Bucket to have that moment. I was like, thank you. You do realize that she's that she's capable. The problem with Burrito Bucket was it was who obviously the villains were. There was no mystery to who they they knew what she knew what had to be done. But in like with this episode and also in the pilot, there was sort of a mystery to who the villain was. So when she's dealing with sort of a mysterious villain, that actually benefits Barbara to show off her detective skills. Yeah. Speaking of, of of kind of the tone and the mystery element, because I, now I now I want to see like a solo Babs episode where she tries to solve a mystery. I think that would be really cool. But um, something I did enjoy about Meet the Cheetah is that they kind of did play with like suspense and horror with this. Like the way that they they storyboarded this, they did like playing with kind of a more um, a, a, a tone we hadn't seen from the show before. Which was like, which was like, kind of playing with kind of horror and what's happening. It wasn't scary, but you know, for a younger audience, I could see it like them getting into it. So I did appreciate that and that kind of fun they had with it there. Um, I mean, obviously, the best moment was when Kara pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> that, yeah, obviously, yeah, that Ka- was Kara. I think was really uh, Kara was sort of stealthily the best sporty character of the whole thing. Aside, yeah. both her pulling the fire alarm, just you know, it's like we need to get everyone out in an orderly manner. Bash fire alarm, uh, but also um, her trying and failing to to crack all those jokes. It's like, it's yeah. like, it's, it's, I, it's like you sort of because up to this point, you we know her as sort of like you know 
the tough girl, the one that has to put on like, you know, the, the broody face and all that. And here she is like just being as awkward as anything, really desperately trying to make a joke land. And after you know, not even desperate, she's just digging in on these puns and then Jess just not having it. Just, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it's um, what it's one of those things where it sort of reminds me of uh it, it sort of reminds me of the one of those it sort of reminds me of uh, an old Ruby episode where it's like they, it starts as a joke that it's like not funny to begin with. It's like really this is a really this is so cliched it's great but then it gets terrible but then like after like the fifth sixth seventh time you then realize you're, you're starting to actually laugh at how awkward it is <laughs> so it's oh, like it's, it's one of those fun, it's one of those odd things like that i i just i just realized that kara and yang have a lot in common yeah. <laughs> this explains why she's my favorite um and they that puns, is the, and that's they're blonde the they're super strong the and muscular yeah. i mean it just makes sense mm-hmm. um but yeah okay so it kind of just kind of too close things off. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you say that Kara and Yang are the same, but I guess when we think about it, isn't Satana and Weiss kind of the same too because they're similar background? Look, I Steve, I don't need you to call out my secret freezer burn ship. Like, <laughs> okay. I don't need you to call out my freezer burn tendencies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so kind of to kind of close, close out with this, um, how would you rank – these episodes in comparison to the rest. Like, if you were to rank Burrito Bucket with the other seven episodes that have aired, where would you rank it? Last. Last. Yeah, I agree. Last. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, I this agree as one, well. This one I would actually put close to, like, maybe third or second because mm-hmm. I actually – because I like the – because, again, we have a villain we care about, finally. It's, it's someone to be taken seriously. It's someone that has the potential to be a recurring character, not just played for laughs, but an actual serious threat to the the team, as particularly Diana. And also, it I think every now this is the first time we're sort of seeing the, the whole team together since the beginning. You could see that they're gelling a lot better too. So there's progression on that end. And given that we did sort of end on a cliffhanger and we're going into a bit of a break, I think it's a good. I think it was a really. It's a good way to end this block. I write this right. number two behind a pilot. I guess it says something because the two, my top two are the team episodes. But I do number three is definitely the uh, the bunny episode. Yeah. Then after that, I'm not sure. It could go either way. So gotcha, gotcha. I, yeah, I I agree. I agree. I I do. I I would rank this one high high in the in the kind of episode things. I do think I do think if solo episodes. For I I think instead of it being like a, a kind of like a very purely solo episode for them to do, I think it would be better for them to just do like two characters and then kind of yeah, it's a focus on one. Like for instance, with the bunnies, it was a focus on Kara, but it was also a Zatanna episode. I, I so, have an idea. Yeah, how about like we do like side plots? Like that you have like in the future we have like a main an episode. The main plot deals with like what like. One of the other characters going doing some a- adventure. Meanwhile, the B plot is Barbara uncovering a secret that has to do with the main plot. Well, I mean, that's well, asking for like serialized storytelling, yeah. and I don't know if we're gonna get that with the show. That's also asking for two two plots in eleven minutes. Like that's right. real, that, that that's a challenge. Well, they could yeah, do though, if, like, if the if second we... plot, the beginning, and at the end, like no, I th- I think if, if they if, we're, if they were gonna do say like another like kind of four episode special type of thing, then mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. But for one standalone episode, I don't I, – I'm not getting the feeling of the show that it's going to move out of the episodic nature, of its episodic nature. I, th- I feel like it's going to stick with, like, one-shot episodes. And then on the occasion, we'll have, like, these, like, specials. 
Um, it's sort of like, some other it's, sort of like it's sort of like Steven Universe in its early days too. It was all it was mostly exactly. episodic with like two exceptions. Right, exactly. That's what I see this going with. Because um, and then maybe they'll 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 widen it. Maybe they'll. I mean, maybe they can prove me wrong and they'll they'll start becoming more serialized. But at the moment, it's not like it doesn't work. It, this isn't a situation where the episodicness is a, a crutch for them. When they do it, when it go, when it works well, it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and they have a lot of characters to play with. So and stories to play with. So I don't mind that. But um. But yeah. So. Any last minute thoughts? Like anything you hope to see after the hiatus? Anything mm. that you wish? Like I got one, which is give me Bumblebee. We've barely gotten any Bumblebee. Oh yeah, I, I agree. We haven't seen enough of her. She hasn't really done anything. So why, like I said, I wish we would have gotten her an episode before we got on this hiatus. Right. But, mm. yeah, but what I'm also interested. I'm waiting to see Harley get into the story more. Just get in. Right. Just. Do something because I'm I that really intrigued me at the part I love was the Babs Harley interaction because that's very curious that Babs is friends with like a possible villain that that's very interesting to me and I can't wait for them to explore that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, when it comes to Harley Quinn, when it comes to actually really any sort of A tier uh, DC villain, I do hope that they play those really conservatively because anytime they pop up it's going to be a major event so i hope they do use those well um within the show itself i do think that they should be i think they i think we could still get some more character development out bumblebee especially we still haven't gotten her yet uh give her uh, work on the solo episodes maybe make them like one or two as i think uh i i think you guys suggested earlier you know one or two characters um i think as well is that in terms of how the show is framed I think doing two episodes together suits it well because I don't mm-hmm. I think if you showed this once one episode a week it would not have been as successful but I do I think it I think like if they bomb it which I think I guess Steve suggested it might be like a rumor that they might be doing uh, coming out of the hiatus then I think you can start to work in longer plots but I would like a little more time with these characters individually or in pairs before we start putting them on you know longer term missions it's not that I don't like the episodics I do but I think eventually once we get sort of longer into the season and into a possible second season if it gets a second season uh then when you when you start introducing the major major villains major plot devices then then the team dynamic will be just be all the stronger. So that's what I'm sort of looking for. And as well as I'm just looking for the hiatus to be short. Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping yeah. to because it looks like, though, these, there's no, they're done. To, also, the shorts are going on hiatus, it looks like. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, do, I appreciate they at least left it on a cliffhanger because that does wet the that does wet the appetite. <laughs> Right, right. No, totally. Um, I am going to disagree with you on Harley because she is not one of the iconic, iconic villains of DC. I think she's, she's not. She's not. Oh. She's a relatively new character to the DC canon. Like what? she only showed up like in the Batman animated series. Yeah, that was like thirty years ago. Yeah, but like I'm talking about like the like DC like From has 40s, been going on since 50s. like the 1940s. Like there are the Joker, the 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 Penguin. Those are bigger characters I feel than Harley Quinn. Yeah. And well, she's I mean, always like, she's always been portrayed as somewhat sympathetic and not completely evil. I'm just even saying that she, to, like I I'm yeah. just saying Harley is not the character that you'd yeah. want to use conservatively, especially yeah. on a female driven show. You want yeah. Harley Quinn the, on it. The only reason only. Only thing that I might use it conservatively is because 
she is voiced by Tara Strong, just like Babs. And you might not want those two like interacting so much. It might just be a little. Well, Tara, well, Tara Strong has already voiced. I think Tara Strong was Barbie as well. I know, so I know, not... I, I, yeah. And she actually do a British she can accent. Do two or, yeah, yeah, she can do two or three characters very well. Um, well, the thing is, is like, also, I, I think to that point, like, if Harley, if we're going with the Margot Robbie model of Harley Quinn, I am praying to whatever comic book or DC god exists that we're not getting Jared Leto Joker. Please, no, for the love of God, don't I give don't us Jared. Think I don't. Keith so. Ledger Joker, I can deal with. No, he okay. Heath Ledger goes a little bit too dark for this show. I think. I Jack think Nicholson? if anything, we're going. No, I don't think even Mark Jack Nicholson. I think we're going more Mark Hamill Joker. If anything, okay. not that we're going to get Mark Hamill as a Joker, but I do think we're going to get a more traditional Joker than say Leto or anything. Because again, Jared Leto wasn't necessarily like beloved as the Joker. I know Margot like, Robbie was. So I think it, there's a difference in like people, I just don't want people know. are aware. No, they said, like, was it Jared Leto's joke is like the gangster? No, Jared Leto was um, gangster Joker. Jack Nicholson was mafia Joker. Heath Ledger was anarchist Joker, and Mark Hamill was Madman Joker. I think I, was like the definition. I just like the I just split. Want- I just want no romance between the Joker and Harley Quinn. If that's the, the only thing I ask. Yet. Just give me Pamela yeah. and, and, and Harley. That's what I want. Give me Pam and Ivy and I'm good. I don't mind. Yeah, um, if he, he's more sort of a mentor figure, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. where's Poison Ivy? Yeah, Poison Ivy. Again, who yeah, she, is a much more, a, much older character than Harley. She was Harley. in the shorts. She was in one of the shorts, so she'll be in it. Um, it Quadricially, she and Harley are like really close, so... Yeah, that's why it's, I want Harley and Ivy. Give it to me. Give it to me. Hasn't one of the comic series actually paired them off? Yes! They're like yeah. a thing, you guys. <laughs> like, they're a thing. <laughs> All right. So we'll end it there with me letting everybody know. Harley <laughs> and Ivy, they're a thing. Um, so, yeah, you can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Lucas, a.k.a. Rocco. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, and Hugh. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Take care.